Wicked Stories. How's it going, everybody? We are back here once again for another episode of Wicked Scores. Behind the mic today is not Reed once again. It yeah, is Alex. Woohoo! a boy. Hopefully, just uh, kidding, Reed. Meh, 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 meh. Yeah, hopefully I'll mess up a little less than Reed does typically. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you without did fine that last week. Yeah, besides the intro, but it's it's fine. We left it in. Yeah, that's it's okay. So kicking things off, let's go around and see who we have in here today. It's a packed crowd in here today. Yeah, what's up, uh, Uzi or Kyle here? Um, just like to give a uh, shout out to the Bills, the most underrated seven and three team in the NFL. Shout out. That's fair. Speaking of uh, underrated teams, the Giants. <laughs> just kidding. They're absolutely atrocious. And I'm Cameron. Hi. Big Rob. Ryan. Uh, James. Nathan. And Sam. All right, so uh, starting it off, do we have any – let's uh, yeah, let's go to basketball. Sam, what do you got? Uh, basically, the only thing big that's been going on in the NBA is uh, Carl, uh, Carmelo Anthony is uh, signed Anthony. with the Trailblazers. Now, uh, the question is, will Melo actually get to play this season or will he just ride the bench like he did uh, when he got signed with the Bulls? And then the Bulls were like, you know what? Nah, nah, fuck it. We, we don't want Melo. Just – cut him poor Melo. yeah poor carmelo ah. um he actually said that if he doesn't get to play with portland he might want to return to for another stint with the new york knicks mm. which would be interesting to see because they kind of need some yeah a little bit of suicide. veteran leadership at this point yeah and i mean so it's not like they could add anybody that would be worse Ooh, yeah that that's quite true the knicks are and always probably will be the worst team in the NBA, as of right now, yeah, they're they're like the actually no, Golden State is doing worse than the New York Knicks currently. Really? But then again, Golden State is out of like all of their Everyone. superstars. Anybody who means anything to their team is is out with essentially injury. deceased. Yeah, basically. So uh, they're suffering right now. They're at like two and twelve. The Knicks are like three and ten or something. Wow. You yeah. Hate to see it. You, you hate to see like. Do you really though? Oh. No, not, really. not at all. I'm actually like. I'm sorry for uh, Golden State fans. Like, I understand it really sucks when your superstars go out with uh, injuries like this. But, you know, after five straight runs to the NBA Finals, it's like you guys, like your superstars, they need a fucking break. Like, they need they need a fucking break because they they took you to five straight NBA Finals. Stop asking too much out of them right now and expecting your team to really pull through uh, you're you're a team full of young guys so they just gotta get their nba legs get used to the to the length the rigor of the season and just get used to playing at nba level i mean who's the last team in any professional sport to go that many consecutive times or even close to that many consecutive times to the patriots their respective finals but the like patriots. not in a row in not a row. in a row but i think maybe what the, the, the Cleveland was close. The uh, Islanders in the early eighties, they Dolphins. did. They had, they won four in a row. Uh, wait, the Celtics and the Lakers back in like the late eighties, early nineties, because oh, yeah. that that's was true. Like, and then when like, Detroit was, stepped in, yeah, instead. Detroit and Chicago stepped well, in. Or even there was that stint like late two thousands, early twenty tens with, with uh, Kobe and Shaq. Yeah, when I mean, they yeah, were playing for the Lakers. It was always the Lakers, Spurs, and Heat were always the three teams that were yeah the like heat went like straight. what three years in a row or something? The, yeah. thunder, the thunder made it through the one year because that was the year with uh harden westbrook and kd yeah. they made it to the finals and they choked it 
All right, so moving on from basketball, let's get into a little bit of hockey for a quick minute here. Uh, what do we got going on in the hockey world, boys? Did anyone see the Coyotes' uh, flames? Was it they go at it again? Yep. Yeah, that I, it wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be in terms of a brawl. It was it, You couldn't call it a brawl, and eh, it was there were no really punches thrown, but no. like it was kind of just like a shoving. A it was a nice team shoving match. Yeah, I liked that the goalies got involved. You know, the Yotes are a wagon right now. About they're time. they're putting it together. About they, time. They needed some sort of stable goaltending and stable defense. Mike Smith was the anchor for them for such a long time, and he was amazing. If you look at his stats when he oh, faces yeah. more than 60 shots yeah. against, he's he was undefeated. He was like 10-0 and 0 when he faced 60 shots. He was like their best goalie, I think, in their franchise, but just couldn't make it work with the team around him. But now they have a pretty decent mix of veterans and young guns that are stepping up to the plate and getting it done. Yeah, I mean, it's been a long time coming for the Coyotes. A lot, they've had a lot of draft strategy that really, you see it doesn't pay off in the short run. No. A lot of their strategy is not short run. A lot of that was for this moment, for you know four or five years down the line, yeah. um, and it's really paying off right now. And uh, guys like Clayton Keller have really helped spice up that lineup. That so, kid's a beauty. Yeah, and OEL leading it down. In the, they've always had OEL, and he's always been a veteran presence, and he's the veteran presence they need on the back end to yeah. kind of help those young defensemen like Chitrin. Um, the Flyers went into uh, yet another shootout on Saturday against the right. New York Islanders. They don't really know how to close out a game, do they? They, they really don't. They were up 3 no. nothing going into the third. Who would Tough. lose a three-plus goal lead going into the third? Sounds, I don't know. Sounds, I guess let's like talk Philly. about <laughs> this team that had a four-goal lead going into the yeah. third and lost. The Boston Brew. <laughs> it's fine. They're still probably – They're first in the Atlantic. I was going to say, they're probably still, like, the second-best team next to the Capitals, but that's just because the Capitals They're on a slump, and they, have, and they have ten people who are hurt right now. Ten? Including some of their depth guys, right? Ten? Yeah. Ten. That's a lot. Yeah. That is a lot. Yeah, rock. that's that's <laughs> n- that's like thirty guys on a football team. So I do I do kind of give <laughs> yeah. them some leeway, but the the star players have not performed well without these people out. Like Bert Bergeron's out, Krejci was out, DeBrusque was out, uh, Krug was out. That's a that's a core. Miller part of your was line. out. Yeah. yeah. You want to talk about a team with us an all star lineup that's not putting anything together? Let's talk about the Leafs for Go a Leafs. second. Oh man, they the Leafs, are. Leafs Twitter is blowing up right they're now. They're two points outside of a wild card slot right now. Not that that really matters. I mean, yeah. But <laughs> positionally, that's where they're at right now. They started out halfway okay in the season, mm-hmm. and now they're floating just under 500, I think. Is Mike Babcock in the hot seat? What do you What do you guys actually think as far as the Leafs coaching? Is it? I mean, it it's comes a, it, down to the coaching. There almost c- can't be anything else that they could do. Like they literally have done everything. When you have 40, they have at Anderson, they have, yeah, what forty million locked up in two players. And, well, no, in their top, in their top, three, in their top four players, four. they have forty million. So an average of ten million for four different players. Yeah. When Kane and Taves were signed, that much people hated it. And they and they have what like a total of like fifty points, maybe forty points. Yeah, but and I mean they're not doing yeah. bad. Marner's still doing pretty amazing. Matthews is scoring at a pretty high clip. Tavares is okay, and Nylander is on the yeah. ice. I mean, and in the in the, <laughs> in the Bruins top line, they have I think it, a, like a salary hit of twenty, yeah, twenty mil, and they have ninety points. <laughs> yeah, they're insane. The, I will say that the Bruins top line might be the best line in hockey right now, without um, injury. Yeah, with yeah, Bergeron is also yeah he's injured. Yeah, so. and he's a core part of that line. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, but uh, also another thing I wanted to bring up was 
Uh, anyone see what happened in the Avs game the other night when um, who? Oh, know, it was who the Mac, with Mac the Calvert. Mac Calvert got hit with a puck pretty up. I think it was up high, and went down. What happened was, and they continued play. And he techni- went to block a shot, yeah. and it it was like point blank almost right in the back of his yeah, head. Yeah, yeah, and it technically the rule the rest did everything by the book. Yeah, he, it happens in um, it's our in our league. It's a little different because obviously we have careers after, and this is their this is their career, yeah. so they're not gonna mess with it. But the rule is in the NHL is. If you have an injured player and he can't get off the ice, you have to actually gain possession of the puck. It would kind of be like a delayed penalty. Well, actually, I saw the rule book. It said it's up to the ref's discretion. Yeah, but... Like if he's bleeding out. But, yeah, yes. 100%. <laughs> and it like, comes down to players. They teach us that in USA Hockey. I mean, that has happened, too. actually. <laughs> yeah, like you have to stop a play. If, yeah. Obviously, if a player's like close to like getting permanent injury. And that's where the gray area is. Yeah. We don't know how extensive that injury is. I think it's a rule that needs to be changed because you look back to, I think it was maybe two or three years ago when Zach Wierenski caught a shot up high. I think it was yeah. his rookie year yep, towards yep, the end of the it season. Was. It was right in the face. Right in the face, and he was on the ice for a good 20 seconds, and they didn't blow the play dead. Yeah, and so what happened was Vancouver was uh, moving the puck around and basically got a power play from me because Calvert was out of the play. And they ended up scoring, ended up like, scoring. 10 seconds after. Yeah, and so Vancouver fans are not very happy – or, sorry, Colorado fans are not very happy about the call, and it, it – it comes down to, like, they teach us when we are officials, like, if there's a serious injury, and I do it for youth and men's league, like, if there's someone's down for more than two or three seconds, I'm going to blow the play dead. Yeah. But, and, you know, the usual men's league, like, guy who takes it too seriously, it's like, what? They didn't even have position of the puck. Like, yes, but, like, we all have careers after this. Like, we all have to go to our day job tomorrow. Yeah. Like, it's, it's I'm going to blow it dead for safety. And I think the NHL is going to have to take that into consideration, especially with how, player, how much player safety has been brought into the light, not only in the NHL, but in all sports. Yeah. Especially since, well, you say that, and then also since the NHL player safety is pretty notorious for not really giving doing much a shit about player safety, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and being very inconsistent with its officiating and with its rules, um, that is one thing I would like to see changed is that rule that if, I mean, obviously you have to leave it to the referee's discretion a little bit, and there's going to be a gray area no matter what the rule is, but I think it's if they're down on the ground for more than three seconds and it looks like they're obviously hurt, then you need to blow a dead even if they don't have possession. It's too important, especially the way that the game is now um, where fighting is decreasing. Those big hits are being looked at a lot even more, more meticulously than yeah. they were for oh, high yeah. hits. Oh, yeah. Um, I was talking with Bob Joyce, the Emory Riddle coach, who played for the Bruins in the late 80s, early 90s, and – he was telling me the some of the toughest story. he played against Scott Stevens and he fought some he fought, fought Rob Ray so he's played with all those tough guys and he said player safety yeah uh, player safety has come a long way from yeah when he played and it's good that it is I mean you want to still have that aggression and you want to still have that uh, compete level and some of that feistiness that the fans love to see but you don't want people to be permanently injured because of things like yeah, that yeah exactly. Exactly. So I think that was something interesting to bring up. Also, uh, a couple other notes, side notes. Devils put the Schneider on waivers. Oh, um, man. Really interesting. Kyrie Schne- Corey Schneider going from a Hart Trophy finalist to like three or four years ago to this. Um, I kind of saw it coming. He was kind of in his prime a couple years ago. He's getting older. Yep. Um, yep. Um, other things. Uh, Rangers actually doing better than I thought they were going to be doing. It's one of those things that because they were a rebuild on the fly, nobody was really sure how they were going to do this season because they have a mix of young players and then like up and coming stars. Like obviously Panarin is insane. I saw he had 28 minutes the other night. That's like, that's Lidstrom numbers as a forward. That's insane. As a forward. That's crazy. Um, Also other things. um, 
Kirby Doc's emerging as a pretty good player for the Blackhawks. I just saw this from the Blackhawks playing the Sabres the other night. Yeah. Um, immediate impact. Whoops, my headphones came out there. Immediate impact on the um, roster there. Pretty cool to see. Um, other than that, but, I mean, do you guys have any other notes on the NHL? I think no. we're a little too much on it. I think we should transition to a little bit of <clears throat> Saturday night action and college football. Yeah. All right, uh, let me pull up the rankings here. James, what did you what did you see this weekend? Uh, I mean, main thing for me, Oklahoma Baylor game. We were down twenty eight to three, down thirty one to ten at the half. Uh, pulled it back in one by three somehow, some way. Insane. Magic. Yep. We knew that was a trap game, but yeah. Man. I mean, but yeah. Whenever you Baylor's kind of unpredictable this year. They are, but I mean, I we will probably play them in the Big Twelve championship because no other teams are doing as well. We're both one loss teams. Baylor plays Texas this weekend. They beat Texas. We'll probably play them in the Big yep. 12 championship. Yep. So. Um, so, the obviously, college football rankings, uh, playoff rankings don't come out until tomorrow. So, I'm going to go through the AP top 25, which are pretty pretty indicative on what the college football playoff is going to be. Yeah. Um, so, coming in at 25, Virginia Tech. 24, Texas A&M. 23, App State. 22, Oklahoma State. 21, SMU. 20, from the Mountain West. Shout out. Boise State. How are you? 19, Iowa, 18, Memphis, 17, Cincinnati. Coming off a loss to Georgia, number 16, Auburn. And then number 15, Notre Dame. 14, Wisconsin. 13, Baylor. 12, Michigan. 11, Minnesota, who also surprised yep. some people this week. Yep. Um, 10, Florida. 9, Penn State. 8, Oklahoma. 7, Utah. That'll be interesting to see. The Pac-12 looking a little, little interesting in the college football playoff. Um, number 6, Oregon. Number five, Alabama. Number four, Georgia. And then the three undefeateds left. Number three, Clemson. Number two, Ohio State. And number one, LSU. I watched a little bit of the uh, the Ohio State game, actually. Oh and I was severely surprised that Rutgers put up 21 on them. I mean, yeah. they still got three smoked. Yeah. But like compared to how stout this Ohio State defense is supposed to be, um, letting up three against an unranked team like a that. A two and eight team, might I add. Yeah. Yeah, but they're also missing their defensive leader. He's still on suspension. That is true. And that's fair. So. Yeah. And they true. were probably – I didn't see who was starting and who wasn't and stuff, mm -hmm. but they were probably resting some players probably, yeah. a little bit. Um, yeah, prepping for the Penn State game this weekend. Yes. Yep. Also, what uh, what else happened? I mean, Georgia lost to – I mean – Auburn lost to Georgia by one touchdown. Not that surprising. LSU let – Ole Miss score 37 on them. Yeah. That was, yeah. Yeah, that was a really interesting game. Um, another thing I want to talk about is, do you guys think the Pac-12 are going to be a playoff buster? Do you think Oregon or Utah can sneak in there? Uh, I mean, I don't know that much about the Pac-12, so do they, uh, like, will Oregon and Utah end up, like, playing in the Pac-12 championship? Like, if that's the thing, then I think whoever Oh, yeah, one of them will do. One of them will. Are, they're, I'm going to say they're both north, right? I think so. So let me. I you yeah, know I could are. be honest. I, I don't know if they pl they've played each other yet. Uh, actually, they have not played each other this year. No, they have not, and they won't. So oh. maybe they they are different. I guess Utah is in the south. I yeah, Utah is in the yes. south, and Oregon is. So in it looks the like North. that could be a potential Pac-12 um, championship matchup. Oregon still has um, Arizona State. And Oregon State left a uh, rivalry game between Oregon State. So they should you never be, know. Yeah, they should, they be should be both of them, but you never know in a rivalry game, especially Oregon State, Oregon, um, what could happen. And then Utah, having left, they have Arizona and Colorado both unranked, so they should take care of business there. But obviously, we don't know what's going to happen 
um, between those two. Um, but I definitely see that as the Pac-12 matchup, and maybe one of them getting that win against each other. Well, you have to remember that LSU and Georgia most likely will still be playing exactly. each other in the SEC championship. So if LSU I, wins that, yeah, I feel like Georgia could also. fall. Yeah, I guess Georgia could fall. But that, where does that leave mm-hmm. Alabama? I don't oh, think Alabama is going to get in now that with the Tua injury. I mean, well, because, it's a, the Auburn game would be super interesting. Yeah, but the odds makers do look at injuries when it comes to this stuff, and they're going to look at this and say. Is Alabama good enough to compete in the college football playoff without arguably a top five player in college football, top three right, player? In right, right. And I think the Auburn game will be really indicative of that because Auburn can definitely, Auburn will put up a good fight in the Iron Bowl against them, and it's the Iron Bowl. Anything, obviously, anything can happen. And so, if Alabama takes care of business, I think they have they have a solid argument on why they could be in the why they should be in the college football playoff because they won't be playing. Um, I don't think if they beat Auburn and Georgia, even if Georgia loses, they won't, or if Georgia beats LSU, I think LSU will get the tiebreaker into the SEC championship. Yeah, because so, LSU beat. Yeah, Alabama. and so that'll be super interesting to see um, how the college football committee, um, but playoff committee, looks at those games. And so, I mean. So those put all three SEC the, the championship is in January, correct? Yeah. Yes. And okay. I, Clemson's only got South Carolina left. And, uh. hey, Clemson-South Carolina could be a way better game than you think because, remember, South Carolina did upset um, Georgia, correct? Yeah. Correct? Yeah. And so I Almost can see South Carolina that. taking it to Clemson. I mean, they're they're an underdog, but I think they have – if it's anyone who has a good shot, At it's least a rivalry game. A fight, yeah. yeah, it'll be a rivalry game. Like, I'm so excited for rivalry weekend. I, it's my favorite oh my college gosh. football weekend because, like, it, it's so much passion. Oh, yeah. Across the entire league. Oh, yeah. Everyone um, has a close – I mean, Clemson had a one-point victory versus unranked UNC – they had uh, a somewhat close game against Texas A&M. Other than that, they haven't really been tested. I mean, yeah. Wake Forest, Wofford, Louisville, Syracuse, Charlotte. I mean, they haven't really had a, a, a solid team to play against. And so the ACC championship uh, game could be the deciding factor to if Clemson gets in or not. And, I mean, even if Clemson, you know, starts like – I think if Clemson goes undefeated, they're going to get in the playoff. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, but they could end up at like a four seed, you know, you never know. Exactly. Like Alabama or Georgia because they – I mean, Alabama has one loss to a team who's undefeated is number one. Like they still definitely have a possibility of winning out and going into the playoffs and maybe even overtaking Clemson and Clemson being like number four. But – and then, obviously, a big matchup uh, coming up this weekend is Penn State, Ohio State. Yeah. So, if Penn State beats Ohio State, could we see Penn State possibly making a run at the playoff? Listen, I've said it before. I said it several weeks ago, and I'll say it again. Penn State is the team to watch this year. I, from 17 to 4, drop down to 9, go against up, uh, Ohio State. They're looking at a chance at redemption, especially with the loss against Minnesota. So, I put, I put my money on it's Penn gonna be, State. It's going to be at... Ohio, it's going to be at Ohio State, so it'll be it'll be hard. It'll be tough for Penn State to win. Yeah. I think if it was uh, if it was flipped, if it was in College uh, Station or not College Station, College Park, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. it'd be way different. I think I think Penn State could put up a well, pretty decent victory there, but well, but also Penn State almost lost to Indiana this week. Exactly, that's also so. what I wanted to bring up. And they only squeaked by they squeaked by Michigan. They um, squeaked oh. by Iowa. Ohio they State lost is to Minnesota. favored by eighteen points. This is their chance yeah. to get get up in the rankings and get themselves into the playoffs. See, and I don't, th- I don't, I don't buy Ohio State being favored by eighteen. I think it's gonna be a much I closer do. game than that. Absolutely. No, being a Penn State fan, going into this week, yeah. I honestly like y'all are talking up Penn State way too much. 
Actually, like I'm pa- talking about Penn State. I feel State like this past much. week proved that you shut down KJ Hamler, mm-hmm. the Penn State offense doesn't exist. I mean, yeah, and Ohio State has the best offense in the country right now. I mean, they're scoring, what, 45 points a game? Yeah. Something like that. So they're, I mean, I think they'll probably put up 40, maybe like with a, a Rutgers situation, give away three or four touchdowns. But I think Ohio State's going to take this by at least seven points. So what you're telling me is slam the over. I mean, yeah, obviously. <laughs> oh, yeah. You always do. Of course. That's college football. What do you mean? <laughs> so it's actually it's an interesting situation as far as the Big Ten East goes with those two teams. If somehow Penn State beats Ohio State, they'll probably take over at the top. And then depending on what happens the week after, um, it's a pretty tight race there for the It'll top be three. It's very interesting to see who fills the third and fourth, the second, you know, all the spots, honestly, because there's so many big games left. And you could see teams like potentially like Oklahoma beating Baylor in the Big 12 championship and sneaking into four. Yep. You, you never know. And so um, it's going to be an interesting three weeks, let me tell you that. Yeah, it up. also depends on how Baylor does. Because if Baylor wins out the rest of their season, then you know they'll probably be a top 10 team again. I mean, they're number 13. So if they you know, if they uh, win out and then they're a top 10 team when Oklahoma plays them in the Big 12 championship, if everything goes right, uh, then, yeah, I think we'll end up in the playoffs probably four. But – I think it's possible. Everything just has to line up. Everything has lined up perfectly for the past two weeks. The teams we need to lose, lose. We just need, like, Utah or Oregon to fall, and then we'll be in a really good position. Yeah, that Pac-12 is really going to mean a lot to you guys. Mm -hmm. All right, so transitioning now into professional football. Yeah, big boys. What do we think about this last week? Let me start. Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett. So (laughs) as soon as I – I think we were all going to start. As soon as I give my graveyard to this man, Mason Rudolph – he gets a concussion, knocked out, out for three weeks. He comes back and gets bullied by Miles Garrett. So uh, I, I think I've cursed him, but I, he definitely deserves it. Chris pointed out that Pittsburgh, by far, got the heavy, handed the heaviest penalty because Mason Rudolph wasn't suspended. I know. It yeah, yeah really uh, hard him this out. week. That's like the Bears still having Trubisky in their lineup no, at this no, point. No, 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 he he got benched with a quote hip injury last night. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, hey, things are looking up in Chicago. <laughs> but I was literally uh, referring to Miles Garrett. So ESPN was showing how this has happened like before and stuff. And uh, it was Miami versus FIU in like 2006, and there was a giant brawl. And Miami players started hitting uh, the FIU players with their helmets on their bare heads. And uh, the max suspension for a guy who swung a helmet was four games. <laughs> so that shows you how much – like the times have changed, you know, player safety. Even just that. in like a decade. I know. And well, they're 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 gonna suspend him for like a full season. This whole episode's player safety. Yeah. Well there you go. I wouldn't be surprised if he got a four to eight game suspension next year. I don't think it'll be a full year. No, I don't think so either. I think he's not like blatantly always doing stuff like this. Yeah, he doesn't have a history. And look, he actually does sort of have a history of late hits and stuff. So it is kind of gross what he did too. Like I I watch it, I cringe so hard. Just think, if he hits, if that helmet's the other way around, Uh, he hits with the top of the helmet. Mason Rudolph. Quite frankly, probably had major. I mean, even he he just came off a concussion. Yeah, but like in the way, even if you watch it in slow motion, the way the helmet hits him, like his head compresses. Like, and then and then afterwards, he's like, "Oh, why did he just hit me on the head with a helmet?" And someone else decks him and throws (laughs) him on the ground. 
What a bad week for Rudolph. Yeah, really shout out to guy. his uh, his teammates. I don't remember who they were that like were kicking the shit he out of Miles Garrett. Got, nope. got a three game suspension. And I'm sitting here like, dude, I want that dude on my team. Yeah, yeah no, honestly, give him give him a bonus. That's exactly. a locker room guy right How there. How does Rudolph not get suspended though? Because I mean, he really did start the entire thing. You know, tried to tear off his helmet yeah. while he was on the ground. See, that's stuff. the thing. Like those pictures make it look like he did, but it, when you watch the video with how quick it happened, I don't know if he was trying to rip off yeah. his helmet or, just, like, or if, he was just, if he was just like grabbing his head i mean yeah it's always hard to tell with espn because they show pictures or they show slow motion and everything yeah. looks way worse in slow motion like life isn't played in slow motion things I mean, aren't decided even, in yeah slow motion. even if like ripping another player's helmet off is one thing taking another player's helmet then proceeding to bash him on the head with it that's yeah. another thing like if you just yeah. like rip each, someone's helmet off you're like okay let's fight now and then they fight then that would, that would be bad but just taking it and smashing it on his head is like You're saying biggest. Rudolph started it. In all reality, like, Miles Garrett started not only it. hit him, but then picked him up and threw him on yeah. the ground. And like, then was a tussling with him with eight seconds left in the game. The fact that a flag mm-hmm. wasn't thrown. I know, on roughing the right, passing. Exactly. Like, if that blew my mind. Tom Brady, they'd be in jail right now. I know. Oh, that sure. blew my mind at, at the beginning of the play. I was like, how is there not a pass inter- uh, roughing the passer yeah. call? Like, I, quite frankly, I'm trying to figure out why Miles Garrett was even rushing. Like, they're down... <laughs> 14 with 30 seconds left. With eight seconds left. They should have, everyone should just be dropping back. Yeah. And he just wanted to get one last hit. I know. Just, I mean, and they were, yeah, and the Browns, I mean, took the win. But, I mean, like, a lot of players said, like, it didn't even feel like a win just because of how the game ended and because they knew a bunch of players would get suspended. But, yeah, Browns 4-6 and were coming. 10-6. and See in the playoffs. So other games around the league, we've got uh, the 49ers and the Cards. That was an interesting game. Larry Fitzgerald laid out Bosa. Just saying. Hey, <laughs> yeah. I love to see it. I love to see it. It's fine. I love to see it. It's fine. Forty uh, ers just proving that their offense is literally focused around George Kittle, and if you could just take him out, there. like they are garbage. Also, by the way, what a tough betters luck it was. There was minus that ten, and oh. the end they just did a bad fumble, and the Forty ers took it back to make it ten points. Yep. Every guy who bet on that game's like shit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, other games, uh, Vikings beat the Broncos. Pats in a squeaked one out versus the Eagles. Yeah, yeah. Eagles mm-hmm. again don't know how to catch football. Yeah, that was tough to watch. Raiders making a run at the uh, AFC West, huh? Boys? I mean, it's the Bengals. Still, Bengals boys. I mean, they're looking at they're a tied with the Chiefs. Spot. Can they they're put on a three up? Game win streak. Can they put up a winless season? Let's see. We'll see. They've Joe Mixon got, a handful got his of games. first rushing touchdown this past game. Which is absolutely. He's so on sad. my. He's on my fantasy team. I'm so sorry. He's been on my bench but all season. He he was the number one runner in the AFC last year. <laughs> Safe to and say, Kyle, I beat you this. this yeah, week. I forgot to set my lineup. I had two guys on by. It's lineup. okay. I'm at 135 it's points. Okay, I had five now, people so. score less than five points. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yikes. Yeah. It's fine. Uh, I drafted oh, I Antonio it. Brown. <laughs> <Same>. <laughs> I had a like every player. I'm like. Is on a bye week for some reason for me. Hey, OJ's having a great week. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> OJ's always hey, having a great week. Jay Brown. <laughs> Brown. Brown got me 35 points. Hey, shout out. Yeah, he had a good game against yep. the Dolphins. The um, person that put up any points for me was Lamar Jackson. Yeah, me uh, too. Yeah, I don't want to talk about that game. In uh, smaller <laughs> NFL okay. news, uh, Colin Kaepernick hosted oh, yeah. his second iteration of uh, a was the workout for coaches that. after having a debacle. and pretty waiting for three months, three years. I've been denied for three years. Yeah. He crippled his own chances at getting back into the, the NFL after arguing with the league about having his, his workout scheduled on a day where head coaches would be busy. 
and then hosting his own at a local high school. Yeah, what happened? Like, did he just like so, show up to the NFL? Went screw this. I'm having my own. Just like drove down. I mean, why not? If, it's, yeah. if you're him, why not? It's gonna be on. You know, people are recording it. There exactly. Was a ton people, of people are gonna come. Media are gonna come cover it regardless. Yeah, and they still did, but I, I think I he got roasted. I think, I think he got like roasted it. more for than than like. I saw on Twitter like there was like someone posted a video of him like making like a seventy yard deep pass. Yeah. yeah. And people were quoting it like my high school quarterback can do this. Yeah, like, I, I saw, saw one I saw this in a Friday night lights game the other night. Yeah, I saw like, one that was like anybody or any NFL uh, quarterback except Mitch Trubisky can make <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't wanna like bash the dude, but it's so hard to judge a quarterback. With yeah. all, like he has no, no one in his face. There's no one covering the receivers. There's no yeah. decisions Quite to frankly, be made. I could have went out onto that field and thrown that 70-yard touchdown pass. Um, I'll hold you. Okay, yeah. I probably yeah. couldn't have yeah. thrown the ball 70 yards. Let's go. That's like we'll go do that 20, yards, 20 yards. Kyle, was that you I, I the other throw, a couple weeks ago Brady. talking about kicking a 30-yard field goal? I could. I can. I believe that. <laughs> I I do believe that more than maybe not with pressure. Ball seventy yards. Like, well, like Abernick, not with pressure, but I could kick a thirty-yard field yeah. goal. Yeah. What? So what is he even trying to accomplish? Is he, he just trying to wants to get back on a team? He's yeah. showing that he's still in good so shape. He he's throw, showing he, that he's he still throws, has an I mean, arm. He throwed. Throw away the political side of it. I wouldn't mind seeing him take a few downs. Hello, Redskins need okay. him. Actually, I'd like to see it. I actually went and looked up like his career stats. He's sixth ever in the NFL in touchdown interception ratio. Oh, Wait, is that good or bad? But what's good. his, no, that's, that's what's his like sample good. size, oh, okay. though? The, good, the touchdown size. This is the entire, like, every quarterback. Oh, what's his sample size? Probably yeah. not. Like, uh, what, like seven know. or eight games? <laughs> no, he was, he was the, under center for, like, that. two years. Three he's years. the Ryan yeah. Paling of um, the NFL. You would know you're the 49ers the 25th <laughs> over, like, best passer rating of all time. I mean, he didn't – obviously, that's a sample size against quarterbacks who've played, like, 14, 15 seasons while he only played, like, three solid True. seasons. True. I mean, this does take into consideration even guys that only played a couple seasons. Okay. But, like, still, like, with those numbers, I don't want to hear he's a crappy quarterback. No. He's, he's just, definitely he, one he of those play. that – He can ball. He, he got, he got Dolphins. shafted by the 49ers Dolphins. franchise because Harbaugh left after that – his first bad season – then they brought in Chip Kelly, and we all know how, how great of a coach Chip <laughs> Kelly is in the NFL. Yeah, take a look at the Eagles. Uh, <laughs> and then he did not do hot. We there. hired like our offensive coordinator, who also stunk. Like I feel like if Kyle, like Kyle Shanahan, would love to have Kaepernick right now because I mean, while Garoppolo put up good numbers this past week, like I don't think he's. The I answer. like Garoppolo. Watch your mouth. He's all right. Um, uh, I would like to say, speaking of stats. There was a stat line I saw on Twitter this this weekend of that Tyrod Taylor in the 2015-2016 season had almost identical stats that Lamar Jackson is having this season. Oh, my gosh. Guys, I mean, yeah. I, I'm just saying. It's the same Bills, baby. Bills, baby. Uh, Bills, also, I saw an interesting statistic. You said that they're underrated for a 7-3 and three team, but – We've uh, also played no teams with a winning record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you've played three teams with a winning record and lost all three. No, no, Ooh. we lost to the Browns. One of the losses was the Browns. Oh, brother, this guy stinks. Yeah, Sorry, but I, had to I throw mean, it in there. I think the Bills will get a wild card spot. So he's seeing oh, the yeah. rest of our schedule. I, I would love, I would sure. love to see the Bills in the playoffs. The yeah. They're my home team. Yeah, you know, the Bills Mafia. Oh yeah, Bills Mafia. Uh, as I wear my Zubaz hat. As I wear my the Juice jersey. Oh yeah, OJ. <laughs> but uh, we have like Denver, or Denver, uh, at Alice, at uh, or yeah. You could probably beat the Cowboys. We're, you should beat the Cowboys. Should beat the Cowboys. Should beat They're the Broncos. They're pretty garbage. The Lions. Then it's the Ravens. Won't which is beat a loss, the Ravens. And then it's Jets. Pats. Uh, Steelers. Pats. Steelers. Jets. Jets Pats. Yeah. 
Uh, I think y'all will probably drop. That's two eleven or three. and five. That's eleven and five. Yeah, I think it's ten and six. Ten and six, to be honest. I don't know. I don't. I'm eleven and five. I'll call it. I can see three more losses. Whether I think it's Ravens loss, Pats loss, and then Ravens and Pats. Either for sure. a, either a, a Steelers steal one against us or or Cowboys. You say Pats loss, but they played the Pats really well already. This we season. did, but I just uh, it's so hard to say. Is it say, in Foxborough? Like, Let me check. Uh, I believe so. Well, and, and the the Pats have been kind of yeah. pushing down yeah, a little bit. They're not they're not performing the way they were that earlier off, this season. That Patriots offense is. I think it's a loss to the Pats. A Pats loss are gar- to the, a garbage. A loss to the Pats. Lost to the they Ravens. Are, like quite frankly, <laughs> they might be the Tom league's Brady's worst nine and one team. And they're not good. His passer rating. Tom Brady like, is bad. Tom, this is the first. He this is past no week longer good. Was the first game in his career where someone else on the team had a passing touchdown and he didn't. That's yeah, insane. That's, he so sad. Stinks. His passer rating's been in like the bottom the half Patriots of the league. The Patriots defense is friggin' incredible. Yes. I don't I, oh yeah, see, I watched the Eagles game yesterday and I couldn't understand. They first half, they run the football a ton, they put up 10 points. The Patriots can't stop them. Second half, nah. they're just like, "Here Carson, take the football and get sacked 10 times and turn the ball over." See, I don't know why teams do that. I mean, it's easy as an armchair coach to sit here and critique a, an actual paid multi-million dollar coach you know tell him what he's doing wrong but it's almost as if that's something that seems to happen quite a bit um there's something else i want to point out uh falcons beating the panthers 29 to 3 falcons yeah they Wagon. i don't know what has been happening <laughs> to them why are they two and they figured they're, out the they're three way. and they're three and seven three and seven but the saints they just they beat, beat the, the saints Wagon. 26 to 9 and then they just beat the panthers 29 to 3 too late. Their I know. I know it's too late. Nine and seven went sneaking from, in. They're ahead of the Bucks. I'd be nuts. The Giants did it one. Top five defense just by rearranging their. Okay, Falcons, staff. Patriots, Super Bowl. <laughs> Run it back. Round two, baby. The Falcons win, please. I mean, the Fal- I don't know. It's just kind of crazy that their defense has stepped up so much to where they're. Uh, yeah, they're stopping they're, fire they're, teams. Yeah, they're not even letting them get ten points. How do you keep McCaffrey to like? How do you keep the Panthers with McCaffrey and Allen to three points? Yeah, how do you keep Drew Brees to what nine? Yeah, nine. <laughs> like, and I mean, yeah, the Saints' offense is insane. Like, I don't, whatever. All right, so looking at tonight's game at eight fifteen tonight on the East Coast, we've got the Chiefs and the Chargers. What do we think here, boys? East Coast. Chiefs. Well, East Coast, East Time. Chiefs all day. Chiefs. Yeah. Chiefs. I don't know. I watched the uh, Chargers shut down Green Bay the other week. I mean, didn't didn't the like in the playoffs the Chargers like almost beat the Chiefs in yeah. the playoffs? Yeah, but, but they this won is by a like different three. Chargers team. You're right, and no, I'm saying they're even they're they're worse. So yeah, <laughs> so I think I think Kansas City will take it. I mean, uh, Mahomes is back and stuff. You know, they got Tyreek back, obviously. So I think it'll be easy. Yeah, Chiefs Chiefs aren't aren't all they are cracked up to be though. They're I six know. and four. Certainly yeah, but they not. also it's didn't they have Mahomes. Certainly, they it's did just because Mahomes can throw without looking at the passer. I mean, exactly. the, tit- the Titans the, beat them though the with Mahomes. Sophomore season, the Colts of beat, course he's not beat the be Chiefs with they, Mahomes. That's true. They, what'd you say? Colts beat them with Mahomes. Yeah, and the Titans just beat him with Mahomes. And the Lions the asterisk Chargers. almost the Chargers. Beat them. With Mahomes, the Chargers yeah. are meh. Chiefs are just such an inconsistent the Chargers, team. But the Chargers, Chargers are, like are four. The Lions. And, Chargers are four and six. Chiefs are six and four. It's I know, not. but the Chargers are kind of 
Chargers are kind of like the Lions because, I mean, they have this franchise quarterback who's always done really well for them, but their teams never really mutter up to, like, anything. Yep. I just love watching Philip Rivers freak out. I actually – I, I saw actually enjoy watching them lose just because Philip Rivers' temper tantrums I do kind of feel fantastic. bad for Philip Rivers. I saw a statistic that said that the Lions put up an average of 25 points when they lose, and if every other team in the NFL did that, they would have a losing record. Like they would, they would beat every other team if they like played against their average. It's literally huh? just proving that like the I don't Lions. Understand that statistic? I think he it's the, the he's Lions. trying. If, he's trying to grasp at something that says that the Lions are good. Not, please. Their average points to the rest of the league's average points. The Lions would like win the Super Bowl. It's year. just saying that the Lions' defense is fucking atrocious, and that's the reason that they're losing. Okay, fair. Anyway, we we want to talk about the Vikings. Like, that was yeah. the biggest comeback yeah. in the past five years. Like, what? how how do, the, how do the Broncos just, like, stop playing at halftime? Because they're the Broncos. They are the Broncos. This is true. true. They have Jake I Cameron. don't even do know. Expect? Yeah. I just feel bad for. Kirk Cousins just out here proving all the haters wrong. <laughs> saying he can't win in prime time. He, he beats the Cowboys. Yeah. Saying he can't beat a winning team. Saying he can't make a fourth quarter comeback. He oh, does. Yeah. Secretly, Kirk Cousins, MVP. Yeah. Uh, Russell Wilson, hands uh, down. No, Lamar Jackson, hands down. But okay. Oh, okay. it'll probably be Lamar okay. Jackson just because of yeah. the hype around him right now. And he's also favored by Caesar Sportsbook. Though I'd love to see Dalvin Cook win it. Whoa, slow down. I love Dalvin Cook, though. Uh, before we end, I'd yep. just like to say uh, we're in Daytona, so I have to talk about this. NASCAR ended this week uh, at Homestead. Kyle and uh, in what was a pretty crappy playoffs for Kyle Busch, he ended up squeaking it out and getting the championship. Uh, winning the race in Homestead. Um, next year, some storylines heading into the 2020 season is that the season finale is changing to ISM Raceway in Phoenix instead of the longtime stay of home, Homestead, Miami. A um, couple driver changes. Um, just off the top of my head, I know D. Benedetto is going to the 21. Um, I don't know about the – I forgot. That's clearly the only one I know because I'm a D. Benedetto fan. But <coughs> um, Stenhouse to the 38. Stenhouse to the 38. Um, just interesting to talk about. I mean, none of you, uh, other than me and Nap, really watch NASCAR in depth. But just yeah, kind of some I'm going to actually – let me pull them up here real quickly. Yeah. Because we got time. We yeah, got but time. Uh, in a playoff, the last four was Denny Hamlin, Kevin Harvick, Martin Trex Jr., and Kyle Busch. I literally didn't want to see any four of them win. Fuck Kyle Busch. <laughs> I mean, on it, yeah. Uh, Martin Truex I like, but – he wins. He's won a lot, and this is coming from a Jimmy Johnson fan who saw seven, not straight, but seven championships. But uh, it's going to be interesting to see how 2020 plays out. They changed the Daytona for our Daytona residents. They changed the Daytona race, the, sum, the summer race, to August. So right when school starts, so that'll be a pain oh for moving. Great. In. So people yeah, trying to move, move in. Here. Move gonna Here's going to be here. something interesting, and Kyle and I were actually talking about this the other day, and. Uh, here are some of the changes. First off, they're doing a Martinsville night race this year. Oh, yeah. Which is going to be sweet. Love short track night But races. second off, the final four races of the regular season are designed to test uh, pretty much NASCAR's top drivers here going into the playoffs. This consists of Michigan, Watkins Glen, oh, yeah. Dover, yeah. and then Daytona. Yeah, that'll be really interesting because you've got a you've got a mile and a, you've got a high speed two mile in in Michigan a mile and a half I'm not sure I think yeah. it's two it's two and then you yep yeah, two and then you've got just died. you've got a w- road course which is up anyone can get into the playoffs in a road course and then 
You've got the mile. Um, it's not really. It's it's like a fake short track in terms of Dover, the concrete mile, um, the monster mile. I love Dover. I've been to a race there. It's top-notch racing. I think NASCAR needs to stay there forever. And obviously Daytona, another um, wild card where anyone can win, as we saw this year with Justin Haley. Um, yeah, no kidding. That was me so, and Nap were so at, me and Nap so at that race. <laughs> they have the Daytona to start it off, and then they've got Daytona to. Yeah, they've got the Daytona 500, obviously, to start the season. And then they usual. immediately jump off to a three-race three, three race Western series. They always they usually do that. They try to yeah. hit the West Coast tracks all in the same. Well, typically, they'll hit Atlanta next. Yeah, sometimes they hit but Atlanta. They're doing, they're doing ISM, they're doing oh, Vegas, Phoenix, and then they're Vegas. doing Auto Club. Auto Club, yeah. Um, so, I think next season – I think what this season NASCAR needed to learn was horsepower needed to be brought back up. Um, it was – it felt – I don't know. It just felt – don't don't stop the race a third of the way through for every so, pit. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> true. You, but, that's kind of unavoidable in the sense of like fuel mileage and things like that. And stage racing has brought a little bit of parity. Um, I like the stages. It gives a little bit of intermission when you're watching. It's not consistent going. Yeah, I mean, but I think NASCAR seats hit more short tracks, more mile tracks, and more road courses. Road courses. So here's some of the driver changes for next year. Uh, Chris Buescher is moving from the 37 of uh, JTG uh, Daughtry Racing to the 17 of Roush Fenway. Nice. Uh, Matt Benedetto from the 95 uh, LeVarn Family Racing to the 21 Wood Brothers Racing. Daniel Hel- or Hemrick uh, will be one of the uh, biggest ra- uh, drivers for RCR next year. Yep. Uh, he won Rookie of the Year. He won year. Rookie of the Year this year. Uh, Daniel Suarez uh, may possibly be moving down to the Xfinity Series due to not being picked up once again. He was released from Stuart Haas Racing and the 41 team. Who's, who's replacing the 41? No comment at this time. Hmm. Uh, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. will be moving from the 17 to a to-be-announced at a later date number for JTG, which probably is probably going to be the 30, uh, 37. 37. Uh, but some full-time drivers that will not be racing in 2020, uh, Paul Menard, David Reagan, and Matt Tift. Uh, at the same time, uh, some of the newer drivers that will be coming in this year from the Xfinity Series, uh, Christopher Bell, Cole Custer, and Tyler Reddick. Tyler Reddick did win the Xfinity Series this year, so it'll be interesting yep. to see. Sometimes and Matt, Matt Crafton won the Truck Series. Matt and he's, Crafton He did took win the over truck a lot for Paul Menard uh, mm-hmm. towards the end of the season, so I could see him hopping in a car here pretty soon. Maybe. I think he really likes the Truck Series. He loves it. He's been he, there for yeah, years. Jesus, I don't know how long. Yeah, so just interesting to talk about NASCAR. I always got to throw it in there. But no, of course. Anyways, we'll uh, transition to Graveyard. Yeah, moving into the Graveyard now. Uh, who wants to start us off and we'll go around? Not all at once, please. All right. Um, oh, Ryan, you're going to start? No, you can go. Okay. Uh, RIP to uh, D'Angelo Russell. I think he he did something to his thumb and he's out for a little bit. So uh, Golden State losing. Yet another. Probably, yeah, yet another, but probably one of their better younger players. Sucks to be them right now. It really does. Uh, RIP to uh, Eagles offensive tackle Lane Johnson <laughs> after getting very Number subtly seven. flamed by Bill Belichick after their loss to the Pats. That was very funny. RIP to the Bengals. We're rooting for you to remain when this. We got them, boys. Come on, come on, come join the Lions. <laughs> Loki was going to bet on them for, him to, for them to stay winless. It was like plus like 2,000, and I was like... That's spicy, but I yeah. didn't. And You're remaining strong. Yeah. I'm proud of you, Cam. Well, they're probably going to win against the Steelers this week anyway, so right. we'll see. Boys? Uh, RIP to Jovi Nicole, Manti Teo's new girlfriend. <laughs> 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 oh. 
Oh wait, the shoes. That's R.I.P. R.I.P. to uh, the Bears <laughs> who posted a funny TikTok of their kicking squad making a funny video dancing. Oh, I saw that. And it was quoted with, "We better not miss a field goal for the rest of the year." And then they mm. missed the exact. They missed the one right after they tweeted it. Very Great. Cool. Um, so yeah, rip to <laughs> Chicago Bears kicking narrator. And TikTok banned in the locker room now. <laughs> I guess R.I.P. to Miles Garrett's career because, quite frankly. Yeah. At least for the the At coming least for future. This season. Yeah, I'm probably next season. Yeah. And, and uh, R.I.P. to Rafi Torres for just being Rafi Torres. <laughs> That's Sick. a real one. Alex, uh, I'll finish it off. R.I.P. to that one kid that plays for the University of Tampa. Uh, that Friday night game when he got smoked into the corner glass, oh. and then honestly, like Could he care less, definitely has a concussion. Like, there's no way. And then he came back out on the ice like three minutes later. Yeah, yeah, I know him. He's a tough guy. Uh, respect he'll be I respect him. <laughs> I don't. I, I think respect. it's stupid that he would come back out. Yeah, but I respect it. <laughs> Whatever. Player Good safety. Careless. And the, I respect the, uh, Player safety. The, the lesson today is player safety. Player well, safety. thank you for joining us once again. Uh, we'll catch you guys next okay. time, I guess. Goodbye.